Brother Bo. Thank you, Brother Bo. It's so good to be here this morning, and it's, I hope again, I know I mentioned this morning, I hope everyone had a wonderful, safe Thanksgiving. It was a wonderful time to be with the families, and, and again, we're going to continue just, just thanking the Lord for what He's done for us. But before we go any further, does anyone have anything you'd like to, like to share or praise report or, or prayer request or whatever before we continue? Again, it's so, so good to be here. Let's go, Lord, prayer, and I pray for us. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for this day. Heavenly Father, I just ask you, Lord, if there's anyone here today, Heavenly Father, that needs you to stay here, I especially pray for them. And Heavenly Father, I just ask you, dear Lord, just to just to be with us during this time. Heavenly Father, I can already feel your Holy Spirit working, Heavenly Father. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, that again, when Brother Steve steps in the pulpit, Heavenly Father, I just ask you, Lord, just to be with him today, Heavenly Father. Push Steve aside, Heavenly Father. Yes, and fill him with your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. Just lead him in a way, Heavenly Father, that just to be just to lift and glorify you in a great way, Heavenly Father, as he always does. Heavenly Father, just ask you, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, that if there's anyone again here today that needs you, Heavenly Father, best Savior, I just pray for them right now, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I just want to give you the glory and praise for this service and everything you've done. Be glorifying you. Just sing I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Let's sing another right here. Look to page uh, Look to page uh, 139, Calvary. I love this song right here. 139, Calvary. <laughs>
Amen. Amen. Let's go up to another right here. Sing one more. And after we sing this, I'm going to ask Brother Landon, if you don't mind, will you come and uh, play us one this morning? Look to page 365. 365. No, not one. 365. <coughs> Man, 
band is going to play um, the song that we know is Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. And uh, it's from uh, a classical period. We don't think about terms of us singing songs from hundreds of years ago or tunes from hundreds of years ago. But this is a, a tune by Ludwig van Beethoven from his uh, Ninth Symphony. And he composed this piece uh, after he had completely went dead and never heard it himself. It became one of the great works of music uh, in our world. And this is a little piece from it. And we sing the hymn, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Jane asked us to sing this song, uh, and um, I'm getting my voice back slowly but surely. But uh, we'll, we'll give her give it a try for her. Yeah, first of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I drifted out and said. 
Well, I got so what uh, on the scale. So.
anybody have a testimony or anything before Brother Steve comes and bring a message this morning? They'd like to share. Bless you. Help us, Lord. Brother Steve, you come and bring a message this morning, brother. meeting with us thus far in this service today and um, uh, I want to thank Sister Jane for requesting that song, I'm on the winning side. Amen. Uh, boy, did that give me a boost this morning. And I, I'm sure it gives you too. And I, I appreciate that today and uh, all we've been able to feel. I thank, uh, trust that each one of you had a, had a good Thanksgiving and and uh, we did, and I, I just I just thought about how blessed uh, we are uh, as families, and and to live here in America, and uh, to live here in Alabama where we live. I just uh, I never want to take that for granted for what God has given and what He's done, and I appreciate that today. It's good to see this good number here today, and we love you. And uh, look back here, and uh, Joseph was here with us. Uh, couple of Sundays ago and this time he brought his wife and their baby Amen. with him. Her name's, his wife's name is Hannah and uh, I don't know what the Munchkin's name right. is. Right. Okay. okay. And uh, it's good to have their family here with us today. We're so glad they're here. I want you to pray for the chemtrails. They're traveling. Uh, they told us last Sunday that they would be on the road and so uh, please pray for them. We look forward to more will and seeing them back next Sunday. And, uh, but it's good to see each one of you, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate the church and just all that I can feel down in my heart uh, this morning. I would have been content just to go on with singing this morning. I really would. I was enjoying that. But I um, uh, want you to pray for us for just a few minutes if you'll turn in your Bible to the 35th chapter of 2nd Chronicles. 2nd Chronicles, the 35th chapter. And uh, I would like to uh, read to us here a little bit about Josiah and, uh, and his reign as, as king of uh, Judah, Jerusalem. And, uh, and, and maybe uh, just for a few minutes try to bring out something that will be an encouragement uh, to you. I want to uh, as we sang that song, I'm on the winning side, there is another side to winning, and that's losing. And, um, and uh, in, the, in life, in the games that we play and different things, sometimes we'll be on the winning side and sometimes we'll be on the losing side. It's just a part of life. Um, but when it comes to our salvation, if you're not on the winning side, and you're on the losing side, that loss is not, don't just sting for a little while, like it stung me when Auburn lost last night, but it will be an eternal damnation. And boy, I hate to put it that way, but that's just what God says it is. And, and uh, so if you're here this morning, and you're not on the winning side, and uh, and if you know you're not on the winning side, my prayer would be that while there's time, 
And while there's opportunity, the good news is, is there's still time. Amen. And there's still opportunity for you to get on the win side. And uh, I tell you, the thought of going to heaven didn't enthuse me as much as the dread of going to hell did. And, 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 and I just figured if I could stay out of that place out of the winter, and I found out since I've been saved that there's a lot of things that's been, a lot of bonuses that's come with that, and, and with being saved. But if it was just missing hell and nothing else, it would be worth believing in Jesus Christ as our Savior uh, uh, to miss that awful place. So I want to encourage you today, if you're here, and you're not on the winning side, you can be. You can be. And we would love to see you come and find Jesus as your Savior. And all it takes is that the drawing of that Spirit is believing with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul that He is the Son of God. He gave His life for you and you and I today. Amen. In the 35th uh, uh, chapter of Second uh, Chronicles, in the first verse, and please pray for me. There's going to be some names in here that I'm probably going to mutilate, but just pray for us. It says, Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. And he set the priest in their charges and encouraged them <coughs> to the service of the house of the Lord, and said unto the Levites that taught all Israel which were holy unto the Lord, but the holy ark in the house which Solomon the son of David, king of Israel, did build, it shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. Serve now the Lord your God and, and his people Israel. And prepare yourselves by the house of your fathers after your courses, according to the writing of David, king of Israel, and according to the writing of Solomon his son. And stand in the holy place according to the divisions of the families of the fathers of the brethren, the people, and after the division of the families of the Levites. He said, So kill the Passover, and sanctify yourselves, and prepare your brethren, that they may do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And Josiah gave to the people of the flock of lambs, <coughs> gave to the people of the flock of lambs and kids, all for the Passover offerings, for all that were present to the number of 30,000 and 3,000 bullocks, these were of the king's substance. And his princesses gave willingly unto the people, to the priests and to the Levites, Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, rulers of the house of God, gave unto the priests for the Passover offerings 2,600 small cattle and 300 oxen. Kenaniah also, and Shemaiah, and Nathaniel, his brethren, and Hashabiah, and Jeiah, and Josabad, chief of the Levites, gave unto the Levites for a Passover offering 5,000 small cattle and 500 oxen. So the service was prepared, and the priests stood in their place, and the Levites in their courses according to the king's commandment. And they killed the Passover, and the priests sprinkled the blood from, the, from their hands, and the Levites flayed them. 
and they removed the burnt offerings that they might give according to the divisions of the families of the people to offer unto the Lord as it is written in the book of Moses and so did they with the oxen and they roasted the Passover with fire according to the ordinances but the other holy offerings sod they in pots and in cauldrons and in pans and divided them speedily among all the people and afterward they made ready for themselves and for the priests, because the priests, the sons of Aaron, were busied in offering burnt offerings and the fat until night. Therefore the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests, the sons of Aaron. And the singers, the sons of Asaph, were in their place according to the commandments of David. And Asaph and Heman and Jedithon, the king's seer, and the porters waited at every gate. <coughs> they might not depart from their service for their brethren the Levites uh, prepared for them. So all the service of the Lord was prepared the same day to keep the Passover and to offer burnt offerings upon the altar of the Lord according to the commandment of King Josiah. And the children of Israel that were present kept the Passover at that time and the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days. And there was no Passover like to that uh, kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet, neither did all the kings of Israel keep such a Passover as Josiah kept. And the priests and the Levites and all Judea and, and Israel that were present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I believe I'll stop. I didn't realize that was some rather lengthy reading, uh, but I believe I'll stop uh, right there. And I'd like uh, uh, to preach just for a few minutes uh, on a need for reformation. And I want you to think about that just for a little while uh, as we look. And I didn't read to you the chapter prior to this uh, what, the, what kind of state Josiah found uh, 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 Jerusalem and Judea in uh, when he became king. All he had ever known uh, as a young man uh, was corruption there. there uh, they, had, uh, 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 they had just let it go. They were idol worshiping. They had uh, made groves, as Brother Michael made mention of this morning, the Sunday school lesson, and everything had got out of hand. And so uh, there was a great need for reform in this place. And, 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 and so just for a few minutes, I want you to think about uh, the need for reformation. And let's go back and let's look just for uh, just for a minute. Uh, I looked up the word reform, and I felt like I'd always known uh, what it meant. But I, I like to sometimes uh, look up a word and see what the smart people in the dictionary really know about this word and how they define it. And it said uh, to reform is the improvement or amendment of what is wrong, corrupt, or unsatisfactory. Uh, uh, it, it gave another definition. It said to cause a person to abandon wrong or evil ways of life or conduct. I remember uh, when I was a child and, and uh, I was struggling in school. I can't remember what grade it was, but I remember uh, telling my mom, I said, uh, I'm just about ready to quit school. And that, it, several times I had told her that till I know that it, it, it hurt her heart and she was getting pretty upset with me about saying that. But I remember she told me, she said, son, uh, if you don't go to school, they'll come arrest me and your daddy and they'll take us 
to jail and we'll be in prison for all our lives and you'll go to reform school. And that stuck in my head when she said that and I, I thought about that and I, I didn't know what reform school was but it was a, I knew it was a place that I didn't want to go to and certainly I didn't want my mom and dad up to serve a life sentence in prison so I made up my mind that I could go to school and finish out uh, that 12 years and graduate and get my diploma but uh, there comes a time in people's life uh, of where they need to be reformed. Amen. We've got uh, people today that's uh, out on the, uh, in this world today and they're in all kind of danger. They let their life uh, become a mess. They're tied into drugs and alcohol and pornography and, and it's just ruling their lives. And, and we can see that there's a great need for reform in America today. Not only in America, but throughout of this world today and I'm glad to report to you that Josiah as king was a great reformer. Amen. 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 Let us let me kind of bring us up to uh, how Josiah kind of came on the scene here. Bible teaches us that some years back before this that Hezekiah was king and we know that Hezekiah did that that was right in the sight of the Lord. We know that he did. He, he trusted God and in everything that he did. And he, he, he led the people and he didn't allow idol worship to go on. Amen. He didn't allow for them to go up in the groves and, 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 and send a sacrifice to all these false gods. Amen. But he restored order there in the place. Amen. And uh, uh, Hezekiah was such a man of God that one time Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, had come up against him and sent him all these threats of what they were going to do and come in and take uh, Judah and Jerusalem. And, and uh, Sennacherib had given him his track record of anybody that tried to stand up against him. He had come in and utterly destroyed them. And he let Hezekiah know, if you try to stand against me, you'll be the same way. <laughs> but Hezekiah had something that Sennacherib didn't know about. He had God on his side. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that Hezekiah went to Isaiah the prophet and they began to cry out to God. Amen. And the Bible said that Sennacherib held good on his promise that he would come and make an attack on Hezekiah. And he did, and when he did, the Lord, somehow or another, the Lord heard that prayer. He sent an angel and smote the army of Sennacherib, and the Bible said that Sennacherib and his army turned around and went home shamefully. And, and see, that's what happens when we got God on our side today. So Hezekiah was a good king, and he did that that was right in the sight of the Lord. And then we go just a little bit further, and Hezekiah dies and they bury him with his fathers over there. And then, then comes Manasseh. Hezekiah reigned for 29 years. Manasseh reigned for 55 years. And Manasseh was just the opposite of Hezekiah. He was a wicked king. The Bible said he did that that was evil in the sight of the Lord. Manasseh was into witchcraft. He was into uh, enchantments. Amen. He was into wizards. And, and, uh, and so he would consult them about things that he needed or he thought he needed in his life where Hezekiah consulted God. He consulted wizards. And, and if you read about Manasseh, he allowed Jerusalem 
and Judah to get right back to where they were before Hezekiah became king. Don't that kind of, can you kind of see America in a little bit of that Amen. today? Amen. Up and down. And so, so uh, uh, we find out later that, that Manasseh does repent to the Lord after he's taken captive, I think, into Babylon. He decides that he's going to repent to the Lord and, and all. But the damage that he did was done. I mean, it was, he was, uh, he had just allowed everything to go on over there and, and, and everything but godly worship was going on in, 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 at that time. And then he died and they buried him and uh, then Amon, his son, was made king. And, uh, and Amon only reigned for two years. And, uh, and Amon must have been pretty bad. The Bible said he did that what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And, uh, and, and, and the Bible teaches us that he just went more and more away from God. So he was even worse than Manasseh. And he only reigned two years. He must have been so bad that his servants killed him. That's what happened to him. So he didn't have a very long reign there as king. And then Josiah, his son, was made uh, king. Josiah, the Bible said, was eight years old. Can you imagine electing somebody to a public office in our land that's eight years old? We might help a son if we do that. <laughs> he was only eight years old. And, and, um, and he was made king. And, 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 I, and I thought about this as, as, as and, and the Bible said that when he was 16 years old, he began to seek God. Amen. Boy, did he, did he make a right move there. He began to seek God. He probably looked around and saw the stuff that, that Manasseh and Amon had let the, had let the place get in. And, and when he was 16, he started seeking God. You know what happens when you start seeking God? He can't help but pour wisdom and understanding of him. If you seek him and you ask for his help. Amen. So when he was 16 years old, he began to seek God. When he was 20 years old, the Bible teaches us that he began to break down the groves and the altars and all of these things where false worship was going on. You see, when you seek God, you don't just sit back and say, well, this is the way it is. This is the best it's going to be. But old Josiah put some legs on his prayers. Amen. I can just see him telling those that were older than him, listen, y'all have let this thing get in a mess. And our former kings have let this thing get in a mess. We've got to do something. So I've sought out God, and he is very displeased in the way things are going on. So he began to tear down the, the groves and all these images and uh, idols and, 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 and did all these things. Of, uh, at that time, they were worshiping Balaam and carved images and molten images. And, and uh, this is how serious Josiah was about this. He had them ground into powder. He not only tore them down, but he had them beat and ground into powder. And the Bible said that what he did with that was he went and had, the, had it sprinkled on the graves of those that had worshiped those idols. Well, that's a punch in the face, ain't it? Amen? That's how serious Josiah was about restoring order and godliness back to Jerusalem and Judea here. 
Bible said uh, 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 that after that, he began to repair the house of the Lord. And uh, uh, they had let the house of the Lord just get in shambles. It was a mess. It'd be like us disappearing for a while and coming back over here to Liberty Hill and find out that somebody done made a honky-tonk out of it. And, and we'd have to try to come back in here and restore order. And that's exactly what Josiah had found in the temple over here. They had let everything go. They were worshiping everything under the sun except God. They had turned his house into a, uh, just into a playground, basically, is what they had done. So the Bible said that he sent them out over there and uh, uh, he got together some men of skill that were carpenters and men that could lay, bri lay rock, lay brick, and, and, and they went in there. And in the meantime, the Levites had found some money that, uh, that uh, was accumulated in there uh, from over a period of time. And so they took this money. I tell you what, when the, when the church takes God's money and starts putting it to use, you'll start seeing blessings happen. Boy, I've heard folks say, we need to get us a big CD for the church and let that thing draw some interest and not touch that money for four or five. I'm going to tell you something today. That's God's money, and we need to spend it on God's work. Amen. 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 And, so, and so Josiah said, take this money, and you give whatever's needed to these workers over here that are working, and uh, we're going to put this place back together. We're going to get it back in order, and we're going to get it pleasing to God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, when, when folks come together and they begin to work together, you start seeing things happen. And during that time, they had found a book. I guess it had been, it had been shoved back in a corner somewhere. It was a book of the law of the Lord written by Moses. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, one of the fellows found this book and probably had dust on it and it was probably in the back of nowhere there. And uh, he brought that book to the king. And uh, he said, we found this book of the law of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And uh, Josiah had him said, uh, 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 I said, well, read it. And uh, so one of his men there read it. And as he began this, to read the law of the Lord, the Bible said that Josiah uh, began to rent his clothes. Amen. I believe it. Uh, it may not say it here, but I believe he went, must have got his sackcloth and ashes. He was really tore up about what the reading of this book was. What Josiah saw was he saw the condition that Jerusalem had got in, and he saw what God said he would do to people that got in that condition. And he scared Josiah to death. Amen. And uh, Josiah went to a prophetess named Hola. And the Bible said that he went to her and uh, took that book. And uh, she began to prophesy to him from God. She let him know that God was very angry in the shape that it had got in over there. Talking about the king's past that had let it get in that kind of shape. That God was angry. And in that book, in the law of the Lord, he told how he would destroy and punish those that sinned against him. Amen. To take his house and to start having idol worship in it, that was a no-no with God. I mean, it's still a no-no. 
Amen. And uh, and and Josiah can just see him over there with his head in his hand, and as the prophetess is, this female prophet is prophesying this prophesying this stuff to him. But she said, "The Lord saw you get humble, and saw that you rent your clothes, and saw your reaction." Amen. At the reading of the law. Amen. Let me tell you something. When we humble ourselves to God today, God notices that. Amen. He does. And that's the only way how that you and I can have power with God is to come to Him humbly today. Amen. Amen. Josiah was going to do whatever it took, amen, to please God. That, that was his mission. Amen. And, uh, and the prophetess called to let him know that uh, God's going to destroy for punishment for what has gone on in these cities. But he's not going to do it in your time. You'll get to go to your grave in peace. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Josiah could have stopped right there and said, well, I'm going to go to my grave in peace. God's going to bring... God's going to bring wrath and destruction down upon these people, but I ain't going to be here to see it, so I'm just going to live fat, dumb, and happy. But that's not what Josiah did. He continued the feast of the Passover. It says in the Bible there was never one like it. That's right. Till back in Samuel's time, and hadn't been one like it since. I mean, he had. Notice what he did. Notice what he did when, when he... When he, uh, they come down to needing the, the livestock, the calves, and, and, and all for the, for the uh, 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 sanctification and for the Passover, the Bible said that Josiah took of his own and gave it to the people for them to sacrifice. Wasn't that some encouragement? Amen. Sometimes I'm afraid, Brother Chris, that I will pray that somebody will do the right thing when I actually have it in my hands and in my power to give them something to help them do it. Amen. I appreciate the Gideons and the work that they do in getting Bibles all around our land today. Amen. Used to, every hotel room you walked in, there was a Bible laying there. And, 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 and not knowing who was going to be staying in that room, but there was a Bible laying there for them. Sometimes we have to give a little bit. Right. Amen. And Josiah, amen, he saw that we need to do this thing in order and we need to do it right. And in the book of the law, it told them exactly, and under the Levitical priesthood, it told them exactly how to fillet these things and these, these sacrifices and to make it right. Josiah was not only a reformer, but Josiah was an encourager. Amen. He was an encourager. Amen. We can come in and say, okay, we're going to change things around here. Amen. We can be like a dictator and nobody's going to love us and nobody's going to buy into it. But if we'll come in an encouraging way, Amen. like Josiah did, Amen. he encouraged the priest. That's what the first or second verse I read in that chapter. He encouraged the priest. Amen. We need more encouragers today in the land that we live. Amen. We don't have to look around far, Bobby, to realize that there's, there's needs all around. Amen. 
and we need to encourage. I thought about, I thought about a Josiah when he saw the shape that the temple had gotten in before they went in there and started rebuilding and putting it back together in a proper way. And I thought about what he saw in the temple and what all had gone on. Do you remember one time when Jesus walked on the earth and the Bible said that he came to the temple and he found some money changers in there. They were selling and buying doves and uh, they had just turned the church into mountaintop flea markets. Amen? And, uh, and he went in there and they were buying and selling and having a big time. And you know most time when you're buying and selling, uh, you're going to relax and there's going to be uh, uh, refreshments around. You're just gonna, you're just gonna act like you're at home in the Lord's house. Amen. He went in there and found them good, all that stuff. And you don't find many places where Jesus in the Bible. I know he got angry. I know he, I know he did. He, he did. He never sinned in anger. But boy, I believe that made him mad, Wayne. Amen. The Bible said he took them tables. He cast them out. The money changers. He told them, so this is supposed to be a house of prayer, and you have turned it into a den of thieves. And I believe that Josiah saw the temple the same way when he saw how they had, how they had let it go. There was a great need for reform, a great need for reform. And Josiah uh, uh, saw uh, that, that, that need, and he, because when he was 16 years old, he began to seek the Lord in his life. Amen. That's where it all started, when he started seeking the Lord in his life. Amen. Those two kings that had brought all the trouble on, who had let all this stuff go on, were his father and grandfather. <laughs> Amen. But he said, I'm not going to be like them. I'm going to seek the Lord and do what he would have me to do. Amen. And boy, I'm glad. I am really glad that he did. <laughs> I thought about he, when, he, when he looked over there and he saw those people and he probably, and he saw the proper way of how to make a sacrifice to the Lord and what you were supposed You couldn't just go out here and get some roadkill and, and throw it out there for God. That was not acceptable. No. It was not exceptional. You know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell a cow, I really want to keep my better ones. <laughs> I do. I, I, if I'm gonna sell one, I'd rather sell one that I don't like. But sacrificing to the Lord means going and getting the best of what you got. Getting the best of what you got. And that's what Josiah made sure. Uh, Josiah had a he must have had a pretty good farm there. He must have had a lot of livestock. But he made sure that those there that couldn't afford, maybe didn't have any livestock, he made sure that he donated his part, that they'd have something, something to sacrifice. Now, I'm going to tell you, God blessed Josiah. He did. He blessed them. He reigned. The Bible said that Josiah reigned 31 years. And and he restored order. He restored God back to them. Amen. Sometimes, you know, it's hard sometimes at church when we're all here together and I'm around believers and good people of God. Sometimes it's hard for me to fathom that, that we don't have to look very far till we realize there needs to be some reform. Yeah. 
There needs to be some reform. And, and I, sometimes, uh, Don, I have to take the blinders off my eyes because I like to just see the church. But sometimes I have to take the blinders off my eyes and let God put a vision to me that we need reform in our land today. Amen. We need encouragement in our land today. I tell you, what tells me that we need encouragement in our land is when I hear a prisoner, amen, and uh, some preacher has a ministry of going to these prisons and jails and preaching to these that are there. And I've had more than one preacher tell me, he said, some of them will come put their arms around you and say, I've never been told I was loved. Can you imagine that? As many times as my mama told me I was loved, amen, and then married and got to the church and I've been told I'm loved, I'm loved, and I try to love you back. For somebody to say, I've never had anybody love me. That lets me know, Michael, how to reform. It's time to encourage God. Amen. In the Word of God. I'm fixing the hush, but you saw the rest. And, and I begin to think about as we begin to look. And the Lord opened my eyes one time to me back years ago when I was in the air conditioning business. Uh, we had a uh, certain landlord that had rental property all over Birmingham. He had rental houses all over Birmingham. And most of his rental houses were in the areas that you might call the ghetto. They were, they were in areas of Birmingham, around the airport, in some of those areas, shotgun houses, and they were not areas that you really were thrilled about going to. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. And, uh, and I remember uh, uh, this landlord called and he said, I've got a house on something, something Avenue, it's down in East Lake somewhere. And uh, he said, uh, 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 the air is not working. I need you to go by there and check it. And uh, <coughs> I pulled up there in front of that house and I get out of my service truck and I'm kind of looking around because you've got to be looking around the whole time you're in one of those areas. Just kind of being alert. And uh, I remember Brother Michael going to the door and uh, the little shotgun house there, the screen door on it. And I remember going and knocking on the door and uh, took a little while, but a little old boy came to the door, a little black boy, he was about that big, and he just had on a, looked like a diaper, I don't know what it was, but he came to the door and he opened that screen door for me. And uh, I said, son, is your mama or daddy here? I'm here to work on the air conditioner. And uh, he said, mama over there, and he pointed, his mama was sprawled out on the floor, just the middle of the floor there. Looking back on it, Michael, I probably should have contacted the HR, but I didn't. But she was high as a kite on something. You could smell marijuana in the house, and no telling what all else she had been taking this morning. This little old boy, cute little old boy, mama over there. I walked around her and I asked him, I said, where's the thermostat at? He said, right down there in the hallway. I went down there. Long story short, I got the problem fixed. But Chris, that little boy's image was in my mind. 
And I thought to myself, no wonder, no wonder something don't change by the time he's 13 years old. Most likely, Robert, the Birmingham police will have him face things. Michaela, there's, there's a need for reform. There he is. We can try to turn a blind eye to it. We can try to say that's in Birmingham, that's in New York, that's in Chicago. We don't have it here, so we just won't pay any attention to it. But God opened my eyes, brother. He let me know I wanted to take that little boy and I wanted to pick him up and I wanted to say, God loves you. <laughs> Your mama might not, but God loves you. Amen. And every time that I hear of another shooting and just every day in Center Point and places around, they're killing one another every day. And I think about way back there in 1980-something when I was in that little shotgun house and I saw that little boy and his mom on the floor. And I thought to myself, no wonder, no wonder. Amen. There's a need for reform. Yes. A great need. Right. Amen. The Bible says for us to get out in the highways, the byways, the hedges, and compel them to come. Amen. Bobby, this is the easiest place to preach right here where I'm standing. Amen. But he wants it to go further. Right. Further. Further. <coughs> I said a while ago that we don't have it here in our area, but we do. We do. We just we just don't realize it. But it's here in our area. Right. It's right here. I want to encourage you today. Let's take a lesson from what Josiah did. He was not the only good king. He wasn't the only one. But to become a king when he was eight years old, and the thing he accomplished through the leadership of the Lord Jesus, through God, the things that he accomplished brought reformation back over there. I wish I could tell you that it stayed like that. But go ahead and start reading chapters past that and you'll find out, you'll find out that corruption comes right back in there again. Bobby, we can't get depressed and down and out when we go out and do the Lord's work and then we see folks backslide. Boy, I've seen people on fire for God. I'm talking about you get them in church and they get saved and they get on fire for God and, and you boy say, boy, boy, we got us one here that's going to really be a worker. But I slacked off on praying for them. I thought they're on the, the them God's got it now. They got it. But Satan came in and caused some havoc in their life. You've seen it. People that were on fire for God. Talented people that could sing, that could testify. There's been preachers that could preach yeah. that maybe we just didn't pray for them hard enough and we let Satan come in and strip them of their joy peace. I'm going to tell you something today. Let's do our part. 
and being a reformer and being a reformer. The Bible said that when when Josiah made sure that the money was given to the overseers and the workers out there when they were going in and working, I, I imagine they were like a well-oiled machine. Amen? I appreciate our work days we have here at Liberty Hill every so often. And you look around and everybody's doing something. Everybody's doing something. We're all contributing. I don't have a lot of talent that some of these others have, but I can do something. Amen? And I believe that that's the way it was when they were in there working and rebuilding that temple. And they did the same thing when they sacrificed to God. They did it in order today. I want to encourage you today, amen, that when you see a need for reform, be a Josiah. A lot of folks need reform in their family. Amen. That's where it starts. There's a lot of daddies and mamas that have allowed some things to escalate and they need reform. Amen? That mama that was laying on the floor, high on dough, she needed to be reformed. She needed God in her life. Amen? And then what, what would happen when she started seeking God instead of dough? What would happen? She would say, I have a responsibility to this little boy to raise him. See, it all works like a it all works like a chain. Amen. It all starts with seeking God right. and His leading. Come give us a song. I know this has been a peculiar message, but I want to I want to be an encourager. Amen. I want to encourage you today. Everybody stand. And I've been encouraged with our service today. I really have. Thank you, Sister Pat, for minding God. Amen. Yes. Thank you, others, for minding God. But maybe there's still something you need to do. Maybe you need to, maybe you see where there needs to be a little reform in your life today. Amen. A little reform in, in our family's life. Amen. Amen. I see times that uh, I can see around the house sometimes when things are getting a little bit out of order. I can't. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. If I'm seeking God and I'm asking to lead God and direct in my life, He'll point out and let me see things that need to be addressed and reformed. Amen. Go ahead and say. 357. 357. The altar's open for you today to pray. Whatever God's leading you to do. Amen.